Welcome to the TriTech Games Podcast. This is Bruce. This is John. This is Blix. And this is Trav. Hello, and welcome, welcome to the TriTech Podcast. podcast. <laughs> 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 Bruce, you said I was going to do it. <laughs> no, I knew what you did. <laughs> this is GM Tips. Uh, better tools for better gaming. And tonight we're going to talk about all kinds of... Um, extra tools you can use to, to help your uh, your game experience. So everything from visual aids to, to sound to I don't know, I guess lights, anything anything that we can that we have thought of or we've talked about. Um, and this isn't going to be just general ideas. We're actually going to get into the nitty gritty of some of this stuff. So um, get out your pads and, and pencils and um, you know get ready to take some notes because we're going to be we're going to be laying it down. Uh, some actual like pixel by pixel type of things. So, um, so guys, what do we? Uh, well, hold on a minute, real quick before we before we go that far. This is the first time people are really seeing us. So, um, well, they may not be. Have you copied the YouTube address yet? Oh, I have not copied the address yet. Well, if this this is going to be recorded, so if you're watching this recorded, ah, see, all right. So hold on. Um, how do I do that? It should be up on the toolbar up there when you did the when you got the, you have access you only you're the only has access access to that address. Is that under settings? It might be. I'm not sure where he hit it. Uh, there it is. is it under, oh, I got it. I got it. Hey folks, this is technology here. All right. Computers can do that. Yes. All right. So. So talk some amongst yourself while I post this to the uh, to the to the various groups. Well, it's not our first time we've done a video cast, you know. I mean, well, it's my first time that I've been on it. I, I think the one time you did do it, I couldn't make it for whatever reason. I forget it was a few years back, but yeah, this is the first time yeah. all four of us have been on video together for a Google Hangout. Oh, right, we I did a Google on. Hangout once before. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and you uh, three. I recorded it and I tacked on a beginning and ending. Of course, I had to really play with the, f with that. But uh, <laughs> well, no, it, it, I, I, I'm only using uh, uh, iMovie to make to do my work. So you have the better better tools. Oh yeah, yes I do. So, no, we're good. We're good. All right, so we're all set. Everybody's been sent the link. Um, so who who wants to start this off? Uh, or how, well, how do we want to start this well, off? Well, we're going to talk about GM tips and prepping. You know, basically, this is GM tips two, right? And we're going to talk about prepping for uh, a game. What you need to do as a GM to make sure you're ready for a game. That was, okay. your, uh, that was your that was your topic, Peter. Well, I know, I know. I well, I know. I know all the things that we want to talk about. I'm just saying, where do you want to start? Where where would you like to start this thing? Well, let's see. Let's see. Prepping. Uh, so this we're talking about. Prepping for your game, graphics, well, that's a good question. Well, I think we should probably nail down, okay, where are you having, where, where, where are you going to do your game? Are you doing it 
in a video chat like this. You can okay. do it over Skype. Are you going to do it at the table? You got to do it play by post. Right. You know? Is well, it going to be at a con or is it going to be a, a, a long standing, you know, group campaign like you and your buddies, you know? Or is it a one shot? And as I mentioned in our, in our in the group, a one shot's not the same thing as a con game. Uh, the, and I think the biggest difference between a one shot and a con game is one shot you can sit down and talk with your with the other players first. Right. Oh yeah, we can do we can do this one shot. We're gonna use these rules, and you can make your own characters and all that stuff. Where a con, typically you're doing all the work. You're you're the GM and you're creating all the characters yourself. You may leave some room for them to customize them a little bit. I tend to do that, but for the most part, it's uh, there's a lot more prep work for the GM because one, you don't know the people. Right. Two, yeah. you're doing it at a con at a set time, and three, you don't know how many people you're going to get until you get them. <laughs> right. That's why I always come with pre-gens. I, I don't have the makeup characters at the table. It's it takes yeah. for me. It takes away from having fun and having the adventure. I mean, I, unless it's critical that they make up their characters, like that's part of your demo. You're showing them how characters are made. But if that's not your intention, I don't. I I show up with pregens. Yeah, oh, yeah. pregens for a con game definitely. And and con, oh yeah, con game. It's. I wish we had another term for that. Con game just sounds like you know three card money or whatever. Hey, yeah, pregens for a con game is your best bet because, like Blick yeah. said, if you're showing character creation as a Okay, this is a new game, and this is how you make characters for it. That kind of makes it more like a, a panel than a game, actually, because you're, yeah. you're going through all that. But yeah, pre gens would be your best spread for a game that you run at a con, like we've done at Gen Con, and I do at local Detroit cons, and John does at um, Dragonflight. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, so, and and also I do uh, GameStorm now, so I'm in two, doing two different cons. Okay, so. all right. So I'm thinking, all right. So let, let's start with that. Let's start with the con game because there's 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 a lot to be said, a lot of tools and stuff. And as a matter of fact, a lot of the stuff I'm going to show is is for my con experience. So mm-hmm. the first thing I, you know, we're talking about doing pre-gens, and I don't know about you guys, but whenever I do pre-gens, I always print them to PDF first. Mm-hmm. The reason why I do that is because I take the PDF with me, because I know for a fact. If let's say my com- something happens to my computer, what if I lose my charging cable and my computer runs out of juice, and then I can't print them for my computer, or I'm going to be using the hotel's um, office, you know, little office area, or or, or whatever, or I got to use one of my friends at the con got to use his computer. Is he going to have the same software I have? Are his settings going to be the same? Um, you know, am I going to run it all? So basically, if I make it as a PDF, I eliminate all of that because a PDF is a PDF is a PDF. And it will always print exactly the same. Unless, of course, he doesn't have the fonts, which we can go into that real quick. Always use standard fonts. Don't use funky fonts. Because if you have to print it on someone else's computer and they don't have those fonts, it'll pull up different fonts. So what you want to yeah. do is you want to stick to the, the generic fonts for that kind of for that kind of thing. You mean like yeah. your Times New Roman and stuff that Ariel. every Ariel. Yeah. 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 You want you want to stick to, to generic fonts, put them on PDFs. Then I would take two more precautions because I've run into every every permutation. All the cons I've been to, I've run into every single friggin' permutation. I upload it to Google Drive or whatever big drive you use, Dropbox or whatever whatever your big drive is. I upload everything to that before I leave for the con. Then I put everything on a USB stick because guess what? I get to the hotel and now I don't have network access. Or I get to the hotel and I have network access. But I brought them on a USB, which I promptly lost. 
So it's like it's double redundancy, and of course I bring printed ones too, because yeah. you never know. You could have you could lose your USB. They might not have an office area. They might be out of paper. Their printer might be broken. Oh yeah. You might lose your paper copies. You know, so you you want to hit all three of these. I always print. I mean, in fact, I've also because because I want to be able to see who who it is. I use what's called a trifold. Let me bring one up here. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. So yeah, this is. Yeah, let's try this again. But, yeah, this is ever what I did for uh, I've done for uh, Dragonflight. This is the. Uh, Hold it up a little the, higher, John. Yep. Okay. There you go. Yeah, you can see oh, this okay. One. Gotcha. And it has information on the inside. And oh. But this is done on actually paper. Uh, I've discovered that this is not actually the best way of doing it. Uh, do you have an example? Of, uh, oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Why didn't you show us the best one first, John? Yeah, what's up? Well, because oh. well, <laughs> the best way I can show you isn't actually isn't a, isn't from a, isn't from a TriTech game. <laughs> oh no! Say it isn't so. <laughs> this is from a fate accelerated game I ran, but this is uh, using. Cardstock. Yep. Ah. And it sounds okay. it much better. This is just flimsy paper. This is cardstock. All right. So everything well, they need to see is on the back side of this, and then for the yeah. G for the GM, it's on the other side. Oh, very nice. Okay. So that would have like yeah. a character's name, maybe the picture. So that mm -hmm. way, as you're going around the table, you can say, "Oh, such and such this, such and such that." You may also notice that there, it's got blanks here. This is where it's pre-gen, except I leave spaces for them. This is a fake game to add two more aspects to the character of their own choosing. That's a good idea. I like that. So, like, for example, if we were playing a Savage Worlds game, that might be kind of cool. I never thought of doing that. It's a great idea, John. Of, leave open, uh, leave open, leave open two uh, edges. Yeah, two edges, and let them you know leave open the like two plus the two uh, minor edges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, two minor edges. That way, they get to fill. No, well, minor hindrances. Hindrances, so they can actually customize. So everyone ends up choosing. Let's see, what's that again? Um, you know, trust. You know, loyal or whatever. Or vengeful. Or vengeful. What's my favorite two? Alright, so uh, code, code of honor, loyal, and literate. You know, let's, let's stick to the tools. So that that's actually a really fantastic tip. I like that. Um, because that that's. Uh, that's something I always forget to do. I always forget to, to set out some kind of labeling system so that I can recognize who's oh. playing who. Yeah. Also, three yeah. by five cards are your best friend. Oh, okay. yes. All right, John. John. Okay. I mean, most people don't realize that putting together a trifold um, thing is not that easy because each of those things are, are basically reversed from each other. You know, the, the one side of the of the yeah. point it, on the, the front and the back, they're like pointing at each other. One's upside down to each other. So how yeah. are you doing that? What, oh, do you, what is your software? This I did. This is actually a pre-made Savage Worlds. This is actually something you can find available uh, from the Savage Worlds website or from one of the Savage Worlds groups out there. You can if you look for a trifold uh, Savage Worlds character sheet. This is it. Uh, this, however. I got another one over here. Oh, here we go. There's some paper ones. The ones I did for Fate, I actually did myself. I did this using uh, Pages software. This is the software available on the Mac. You could probably also do it using um, uh, uh, using uh, PageMaker or or even Word. Though I don't think Word lets you do upside down text. No, no it doesn't. Not yeah, that I know. It's, 
but you can't do. It doesn't let, it, it'll let you do upside down graphics, but not upside down text. So, so that means if you, you develop need... it as a graphic and then pull it in as a graphic and flip it over. Yes, yeah. that would work. Could do that. But, but then you couldn't pre-fill it, though. That's the problem. So you, the other choice is you use a use a photo use a uh, image editing software where you can actually yeah. have a text layer, and then you can do do this kind of thing. Yeah, you have, you have to be a little savvy for that. Like, okay, so if I were to do what you did, I would do everything in Word. I would set that thing up, and I would do it in Word. And yeah. I would print it to a PDF, yeah. and then I would pull it into Photoshop, because Photoshop can open and close PDFs in their native format. I would then yeah. take that block, flip it around, and save it back down again. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody has an $800 program here. Well, that's true, but there is an alternative. You can do the same thing with a free software. on It's on Google. Just go in, if you type into Google, you type in Pixlr, P-I-X-L-R. It's a Photoshop clone that is almost Photoshop. It's a really good program. Uh, I would suggest everybody who's a gamer learn how to use it because it'll become your new best, best friend, and it's completely free. There's right. also GIMP. GIMP, uh, yep. Uh, yep, GIMP is another one. It actually will accept some Photoshop filters, so that's nice. Not all of yep. them, but some of them. All right. Well, in, in the in the area of, of paid for software, you can also do the same thing with Microsoft Publisher. Oh yeah, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. And or it's not that expensive, right? You can get a cheap version of that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Or, or uh, actually, if you if if you if you pay software, I use Photoshop Elements, which is actually cheaper. Yeah, it's cheap. That's cheap. That's like ninety nine bucks. Yeah. So it's under hundred dollars. Or or hey hey, this, we're forgetting. Um, uh, the software is very expensive, right, these days, but Adobe has addressed this, and they have the Creative Cloud. So you could buy one month of Creative Cloud for Photoshop. It costs you like 10 bucks, I think, or something, 20 bucks maybe. Hmm. You could yeah. do all your prep work and then just say, I don't want to use it next month, and I don't have to pay anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you could basically rent uh, Photoshop for a month. Oh, that's right. So that that's an alternative. Not bad, not bad. And it's always the latest and greatest version, too. Uh, that, that could be bad because when they put it out, it's kind of like how you use Linux. You always try to keep the version before because the new one always has the bugs. and then So that, that, that kind of... You know. Oh, and, and Peter, there's one other thing you can use. If you have, if you, if you have a Google Plus account or Gmail account, it means you have Google Plus and you have... Google Google Docs, or in this case, Google Drive. Oh, yeah, yeah, Google, Drive, right, yeah. Google Drawing. Yeah, oh, you know, I've never used that. Is that good? Have you have you have you played with yeah, that? Yeah, it's 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 um, think Paint. It's extra tools. <laughs> okay, all right. So it's, but it worked. It worked. It's kind of doing it with a sharp rock, but okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever you can afford, really. You know, yeah. it's free. I mean, you know. All right, so to, so to get into the nitty-gritty, uh, like, like we said we're going to do, um, just in case you all don't know, I'm, I'm going to give you a free, cheap lesson in, in photo editing, in, in any kind of image editing. Try to think of everything in pixels and pixels per inch, because so, this used to screw me up. If your picture is 4 by 8 and it's 300 dots per pixel, it's 300 times 4 and 300 times 8. So it would be uh, 1,200 by 2,400 pixels. And that's really how you have to think of everything. 
Think of it in those terms. I used to get all screwed up with the pixels and inches. I'm like, which is it? It's always, you know, in, you get you get your inches, and then you get your pixels per inch, and it's just a multiple. It's real simple. Um, so if, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, how many pixels do I create things at? If you're not going to blow it up, if you make it at size, so in other words, you 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 go into Photoshop and you're going to make you're going to make your character sheet in Photoshop, or you're going to you're going to do a bunch of stuff with it in Photoshop, and it ha and it's going to be eight and a half by eleven. Make your image eight and a half by eleven by one hundred pixels. Some people say seventy two is enough. I like to just make it a nice even one hundred. Gives me a little bit more resolution, uh, but doesn't ever do it. I tend to use one forty four pixels myself. Okay, well that, that, that's fine. Yeah. No, you know what? You're right because it's a character sheet and you're talking about text. So yeah, John's probably right. I'd probably go 144. Now, if you're using a lot of photos and stuff like that, and you want it to look really pretty, 300. Mm -hmm. But don't go yeah. over 300. That's unnecessary. It's completely unnecessary. You're just yeah. bloating your file size. Unless you're going to blow it up. So if you do a map at, you know, uh, 600 pixels per square inch, but then it really boils down to like you don't really need to do that because just make it at size at 300. So if you want a map that's, you know, six feet by three feet, you know, make it six feet by three feet at 300 pixels. It's going to be a huge, mongous file. Um, mm -hmm. it, but, you know, I, and I would advise against that a high-quality print that big. Uh, unless, I don't know, unless you're doing something really professional. You Like John said, you could go down to, like, 144 for something like that. It'll print yeah. out fine. Most of my stuff is 144. I work at, so... Yeah, even then, yeah, Photoshop will will reduce some of the size. Uh, there's another tool you need to get then. If you don't, if you don't want to go to uh, FedEx or, or your local print shop with their poster printer, they print that sucker out. There are tools out there that let you print posters. Oh yeah, it right, does, right. It lets you tile the posters and then basically print out individual sheet by sheet. I've done that. I, unfortunately, I couldn't find any of my maps I've done that way. So, but uh, yeah, the largest one I've done was. Uh, eight pages by eight pages by three pages. That was a big map. Wow, yeah. <laughs> but it but it takes care of it for you. So it takes a big image and then it will cut it up for you, taking into account the margins. So you and have to the overlap yourself if you want. Yeah, uh, yeah. Especially the overlap. It, it takes care of the overlap, so you don't have to worry about you know getting it lined up just right. You can sort of fudge the overlap. Right. Um, so yeah. So talking about other printing things. Um, so, like we were saying, if you want to print like a large map and you want to put figures on it and stuff like that, uh, like John said, you can go to Kinko's or FedEx, and um, you know, well, Kinko's FedEx, I think they're the same thing now, right? Yep. No. Okay. All right. Yeah, they are. FedEx you, Kinko's. Yeah. You can go there and have them printed out for you in large format. If I were you, I would just get used to the fact that it's going to be black and white because you can do it in color, but you're going to pay through the nose. I oh. Would, yeah. I would just design it with the with the concept that when you come to the gaming table. Especially like a con or something like that, just give them a black and white map. I mean, unless it's like really important to you that it's in color. And if that's the case, don't do it at Kinko's. Find your local printer because they'll do it cheaper. Yeah. But let's say you're going to like you're going to fly to a con, right? Kinko's, FedEx, they're everywhere. Don't print it at home. Get them to print it for you. You can email them the file. Yeah. Uh, and just and you just go pick it up. It's ready when you get there. In fact, you can pretty much print all your documents that way. Uh, I'm a little paranoid because when I was down in Vancouver, Washington, with GameStorm, I'd be I, I I there was no Kinko's FedEx anywhere near me. 
So I, I, I pre-printed everything before I went down. Well, we have to, yeah, do your research. I mean, like, if yeah. you know you're going to Gen Con, find the Kinkos there. And here's, here's another thing. Let's say you don't want to take it on the plane with you, but you're not going to have a car, and you're not going to be able to get the Kinkos. Have them print it for you and mail it to your hotel. Oh, hotel will receive packages for you. Yeah. It sounds so old-fashioned, but, you know, you can still do that. <laughs> they will. They, they'll talk, they're happy to do it. Yeah, the other thing, if you do print out your stuff, get one of these. A folder. And organize everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can keep your maps, your pre-gen characters. Mm -hmm. any I'll just jam it in the backpack, out. isn't that, isn't that good? No. No. <laughs> Also, I've been doing this too. I'm also using the, the these uh, clear binders as well to uh, put things in. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So clear binders. Uh, that way, I, I each one's each one has everything. Character sheets, everything. And then I just simply prep it. and I'm ready to go. And and speaking speaking of printing stuff out and buying like pre pre made stuff and pre gen stuff. Uh, Avery is your best friend. Because they have like the punch out cards and stuff. You can get like index cards. You can get um, business cards. I use these things all the time. Because um, you can download the template and then you can you can create your document so that it uses them. So like if um, if I have a bunch of MOOCs or something, I'll stick them on smaller cards so that mm -hmm. I can carry them around easily. And then I can, oh, yeah. you know, I can just mark them off. And as they're dead, I can toss the card aside. Or if there if if I want to give somebody a handout, I can give it to them on a little card that I've printed out. Yeah. Um, and then, then I also have it as a file, so if I run the game again at another convention, I just print that out again. I'm not, like, handwriting anything or making them up every single time. Yep. But you also need these. Little, I, I, these are the little small, three by, uh, not 3 by 3 but they're 3 by they're 2 by 3s What are they're they? Half-size half note cards. Okay. Yeah, because you need little notes. You don't need big 3 by 5 cards. Just need little notes. And... Uh, I get multi different colors. That way, I can sort of color code things. Right. That way too. Okay. So what about John? You and I have been pretty much railroading this. What about Trav and, and, and Bruce? Oh, I am not that tech savvy as you people know. I will hand I, I will print out the character sheets and then hand write them out. <laughs> I, I am. I, I admit, I'm I'm a tech tar in that regard. I just don't have that time and patience to fight with Photoshop and video and and you know paint and all that. Well, well, Trav, what, give me one of your one of your your uh, your con hacks. You know, like like what's what's one of your like you're going to a con, you got to bring all this stuff with you. What is your like? What is your routine? What do you do that that helps ensure that you run a good game? Well, mostly it's just I have my PDFs. I make sure I have a list of because I house rule the heck out of my campaigns. I at the the game I ran last year at Gen Con. I had memorized the uh, drinking rules from Steve Wallet's book *Blasphemous Cocktails*. Right. So I had I didn't have the book with me, but other than that, I make sure I have a list of all the PDFs I'm going to need for that game. I have them up, ready to go. If there's a page number that I need specifically for a rule, I'll have it on that page. Okay. Um. And remember, and, and, and Bruce knows this, he knows the number of PDFs I have on my laptop as far as gaming goes. So wait a minute, so, so your laptop is your hack? So you yeah, pretty much. Well, there are certain uh, things I don't have on PDF. There are certain books that either were never made to PDF or somebody did not scan them, hand scan them, or whatever. So, 
I have to occasionally bring a, a, a hard copy or two with me, and that's where I, you know, I'll have, so, like last year, Bruce saw me running up to the podcast. I had my backpack on one shoulder and my computer bag. Yeah, but you saw me. I was like, just a second. Because I carried that stuff and ran five blocks at like 1230 at night. But I'm saying so, yeah. your, your laptop is your laptop shows up at the table. You always take that with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you do you make sure, do you get there ahead of time to make sure your, your table I has power? To, well, I have to scope out where, okay, where's my table? If so, where's the plug? Do I go to, if it's in a hotel, do I got to go to housekeeping and ask them for an extension plug? So, yeah, I try to get there a little early to set all that up so when players start coming in, they're ready to go. I just have, I can hand the character, okay, which one would you like? And all my stuff is set up. Cool. Okay. So, so basically, your you're big, you're big to go, go to here is, uh, is make sure you have everything that you can have in PDF. So you can have it on your laptop, so you don't have a big stack of books that you're digging through and stuff. You've got everything right there on your screen. Well, yeah, I mean, as I said, I'm going to have a book or two, maybe, depending right. on what it is that they're using. But books for me are minimal because... See, you're not a tech tard. You got well, tech. no, but I'm not doing all the, the okay, yeah, and print out the trifle. I, I'm not that... <laughs> so, yeah, but, no, oh, PDFs, yeah. Okay. Oh. So, so awesome. Bruce, what is your, what is your con hack? Okay, uh, I normally bring a, uh, a Nook. Okay. I have all the I have all the PDFs necessary to run my games on that Nook. Uh, it's not so much to look things up during the game, but so that I can use it as an external hard drive to plug into a computer or anything else. Uh, it's also gives me something to read while I'm on the way to the convention. Mm -hmm. uh, most uh, devices like that. First of all, uh, they also can play audio files. So if you have some kind of small uh, atmospheric music, you can do that. But the most important thing is, is that a device like a Nook will last for days. You are not worrying about running out of, out of power on a laptop halfway through your game session. Or where's there going to be a plug? Okay? Uh, outside of that, I print everything out ahead of time uh, because I'm not flying. I'm, I'm driving in a car. So all of, each of my game sessions has every character sheet, every handout, every you know incidental thing, including the prize, the certificates, things like that, all in a separate manila folder. I don't go John's route and put them in the fancy things. Uh, and that way, every player gets a nice, pristine character sheet that I tell them they can do whatever they want to with. And, uh, and that gives them the freedom to you know, mark things on the thing, write down notes, because most of the games I play are very informational heavy, and therefore they need to write stuff down if they want to be successful. Uh, I should uh, do the tents, um, uh, the, 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 uh, the tent stand-ups with the characters. Uh, I like the idea of putting some of the character information on the back, but most of the games I have played, there's no way you could get that much information on the back of one of those things. Uh, you know, it's not the systems that I've been using. Uh, but it's a nice idea. I do like it. I think some of the more uh, important things you could certainly put there, certainly anything having to do with your character goals, anything having to do with um, maybe some very um, characteristic information, but most importantly, the character's picture and the character's name so that the player remembers what his character's name is. Right. <laughs> 
and so mm -hmm. people know which character is because they're looking over at uh, you know Princess uh, Delilah, and of course we have someone who looks like John sitting there. It's a little hard to maintain that. It's a little hard to maintain that kind of uh, separation of uh, thought there. Right. Uh, so. Uh, I uh, I draw all my maps uh, on a um, on a big erasable battle mat, uh, multiple if I if, if I need multiple ones, uh, if, if that sort of thing is necessary. Frankly, most of the games that I run, I usually do not need to do that. I don't normally put down miniatures and things. Uh, it's just so much trouble. Uh, most of the maps I put down on the table are there informational for people to look at and say, okay, we're going here, we're going to do this, we're going to do that rather than literally moving things around. Uh, so you can see I don't play a lot of AD&D at conventions. <laughs> uh, I, I, and, I, and even running Savage Worlds at home, I don't normally put down... Um, uh, I don't normally put down markers and things like that and, and work things out square by square. I'm pretty loose on that sort of thing. Because for me, the important thing at a con convention is to engage the minds of the players. I want them looking at me not the character sheets. Right. I want them looking at each other. I want them interacting face-to-face, eye-to-eye. And I find that things like laptops and um, and other types of things like that distract them away from getting immersed into the moment. Uh, right. And that's why I don't do it. I try to keep things like that to a minimum, uh, and I probably could do a lot more of getting it to a minimum. Uh, right. But that's uh, those are the things that I do. Okay. I make sure I have all the things I need in order to run before I get there. But I do agree with you, Peter. Uh, uh, you definitely want to have a backup of your files. I keep it in. Uh, I keep m all my files and everything that I have on the Nook also uh, on uh, Google Drive, so right. that I can access it from any uh, uh, business center or anything like that. If I need to print out a character sheet or if a map got a, got something spilled on or something. Yeah, and you know, uh, Rob, you were saying that that you were saying, Bruce, you have a Nook. That'll last forever, Rob. Yes. You, have your, you have your laptop. I have like an in between. I bought a hybrid, so this is this is my my hybrid. Let's see, camera. There's camera. Um, and basically, this thing breaks apart, so it's it's a it's a it's a it's a laptop, but it's also a tablet. Um, and it gives me about uh, when the keyboard's attached, because the keyboard is also a battery, which is really cool. Um, when the keyboard's attached, I have about. 12, maybe 14 hours worth of runtime. Um, with it not attached, it's about half that. So, you know, yeah. six to seven hours. So, if it's fully charged when I leave my hotel room, I'm good all day. Because when it's not running, of course, it's not. It's barely using any juice at all. But I can run it at the table for six hours straight. Just leave it on. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I've actually flown to. I flew to Germany and ran it the entire flight. So I was like working on stuff, and then I watched a couple movies. And then I listened to, uh, uh, was it, no, watched a couple movies, and then I went back to typing again. And basically, by the time the plane was ready to land, I turned it off. I still had like a third of the juice left in it. So um, yeah. it, it runs and runs and runs and runs, which is a nice option if you can, I mean, if you got the funds for that. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to, I want to I wanna tie into this to the, to the map thing, but I got to grab something real quick. So I, my backpack is right here. I'm going to go grab my markers because I want to I show a little demonstration of how I do my encounters with uh, figures and stuff. And while you're saying that, I will point out that I use a uh, an iPad, and uh, I store a lot of my stuff in the either in the iBooks collection or the Google Drive app that okay. comes for the iPad. Sorry about that. I uh, 
Until I can get an electronic version of this, which they're working on. There was a, a Kickstarter that somebody was working on to, to uh, where you could lay your, your, your tablet down and you'd have your map on there and it would have the figures and you could actually touch them with your finger and move the figures along an electronic oh, screen. Yeah. I forget what that's called. It's like virtual... Oh, that would be nice. Oh, it's really... I remember that one. I remember seeing the, the video for that one. It's really cool. It's not done yet. They're working on it or else I'd, I'd have it and show it off, but... Uh, they're getting there, and it, I played with the demo version of it. It is, it's sweet. It's what we've been waiting for. It really is cool. So, I bring one of these. So I got this is a, this one is silver, but you get them usually get them in white. And it's basically just a board you can mark on, and it fits inside my backpack. So it's, it's not huge, but it's not tiny. It's like it's, it's like the size of a large notebook. So what I would do is, is I might draw out my scene, right, and then I put the characters on there. And I'll throw them down, and then I'll put like a little one, or maybe a two, and a three, and a four, or maybe I just use use the numbers, right? And so I might say, all right, this is, you know, I don't know if you guys can see this, but this is oh, you yeah. guys, right? And then what I would do is, is I would, uh, I'd put the enemy down. So maybe I'd put like a, uh, an A and a B, and, and you know, use letters for the enemy. And then I just subjectively move. I say, all right, where do you want to go? And then I just kind of, because I we, we play with Savage Worlds, so it's just kind of like, it's kind of loosey-goosey anyway. I just tell them, oh, yeah, you can make it that far, or you're going to get halfway, or that kind of thing. And then I can just take my finger, I mean, they have claws with them, but this works just great. It's quick with your finger. Just take my finger and erase you, move you to the next position, and there you are. And it's really simple. And then, um, oh. and if it's Savage Worlds, this is really awesome, if it's Savage Worlds and they're dealing with mooks, mooks are either shaken, good, or out. or They're, they're good, shaken, or out. So if they're good, there's no mark next to them. If they're shaken, I put a little red dot next to them, right? So I know that person's shaken. And then if they unshake, I just erase the little red dot. If they die, I just erase them. Okay. So it, yeah. it works out really. I mean, it's quick, super, super easy. Uh, and I want to show you one more tool in this vein. Um, I'm not sure I, I'm not sure I'm sold on it yet. I've only played with it one time, and I'm not really sure if I like it, but we'll see. All right. So this. Let me pull back a little bit so you can see it. Hold on. Put me on the big screen. I got Bruce on the big screen. Everybody's seeing me in a little window. All right, so I got this here. No, I see you on the big screen. Oh, yeah. you do. The audience doesn't. All right, so look. Oh, okay. So I take this, right, and it pulls out and locks in place, and it's a whiteboard. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right? So I can, I can draw oh, wow. on it and everything, and then when I'm done, I can wipe it down, and then when I'm finished... Goes right back into my backpack, real easy to carry, and oh, it comes so with should... comes with the pen. Oh, nice. How much did I set you back? Uh, this was like eighteen bucks, I think. Yeah, I was figuring to be about twenty bucks or so. Okay, yeah. Oh. Again, I I don't know that I'm sold on it yet because when it when it folds out, it's it's not as much space, you know, like. It's it's about as much as that board there, but it doesn't really. For one, it doesn't wipe very clean. Oh, uh, trick, Peter, is a trick. Use hand sanitizer. Oh, really? Okay. Cleans it perfectly. But, but like I said, this thing's, pr I mean, it, it, it's pretty cool. It slips right in your backpack, especially if you've got one of those little side pockets. You can slide it right down in the side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, Peter, I'm going to geek you now. Okay, hold on. Oh, I know what you got. You, you told me about this. All right, go ahead, John. Yeah, yeah I got to go back because it's, it's, it's called a uh, notepad, a uh, noteboard, it's basically a pocket pocket noteboard. It unfolds and unfolds into a, a fairly large 
whiteboard, and the flip side, I don't know if you can see it or not, but it has, uh, maybe you get closer to the camera, you can see that it actually has a detail on it. Sweet. And it folds up. It's got a grid. Yeah, it's got a grid. It's got, it's got grid hex, and it's got In two shots. Place. It has a hex, small 5-millimeter grid, a 1-inch grid, all on all, all there, and basically it just folds right up, and... Goes packs itself away in his little bag, and that's all I need. And that's a wow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. I saw that, and I was a little leery of it just by looking at it on online. I was like, ah, I don't know if that's really gonna work. I've used it. I've used it a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So who who and makes it lays that? Lays down flat. Yes. Well, yeah, you gotta do a little back folding, but it lays down flat. Yes. Like yeah, trying to fold a map and fit it back in the glove compartment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like yeah, after you fold it out, you want to lay flat, otherwise. You can't put your figurines on it. Yeah, I actually have used it for a lot of games, and it will lay flat. So I just got the like, little back folding. It's actually, um, who is it by? It's by rgft.net. Uh, it's, it's the really great freaking freaking thing is the company name. <laughs> oh, and, and by the way, mine was made by uh, uh, Zipboard. So it's the zipboard.com. So if you want to try either one of these two things... Um, that's those are I mean they're things I've played with. Like I said, the zip board, I'm not gonna guarantee that. I haven't used it enough. So far so good, but eh, I'm not sold just yet. They make different sizes of that? No, not yet. Not currently. Or at least oh, not when I bought it. Maybe now, who knows? Of course the other thing I, I sporting events. You know what that's for? Know, that's that's for coaches to put their X and O's on. Yeah. I also went to the, I went to the dime to the dollar store, got myself one of these little things, because it puts so I had my markers. On a little basket. It fits right in my backpack. Aww, <laughs> so cute, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so... But you um, see the organized. That's, you know, that's an important thing. And you were talking about using laptop. One thing I did, I said, how around a bunch of cables? I've gone Bluetooth with just about everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I was just going to... I was just going to name I a Bluetooth device. a little Bluetooth uh, speaker. Ta-da! That's what I was going to show. Yeah. <laughs> so I have that. Wanna, so if, if you want to play music at your table... Mm -hmm. Um, or, uh, or, or, like, what I bought it for was, is I made a, I was doing this really big event that I did a lot of work for, um, and I actually cut a video for it, so I showed the players a video, but, you know, my laptop speakers aren't loud enough, so I got this thing. Although, I will say this, this is called a, um, uh, D-Night, uh, speaker. I'm not exactly happy with the Bluetooth functionality of it. It, uh, it cuts in and out. Um, yeah. Like it wants to connect and it does. It has all these connection issues. I'm not really that happy with this model, but I yeah. What I yeah, did I do well was is I plugged the I plugged a um, what is it an eighth inch jack, for, so whatever your headphone jack is. I just had a, two males and plugged it into this and it worked great. But you know that kind of eliminates the whole Bluetooth purpose of it. Yeah. yeah the, the other thing I ran into with that was I have that thing also on my on my. Uh, Mac, I can use it for a speaker. Is if you start messing with it, it starts playing, it starts running iTunes. Oh, on Mac. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't want to run iTunes. <laughs> so, so here's another thing. If you're if you're at a if you're running a game and you want to do like an effect. All right. So I had this this game where they uh, they roll dice against this demon, and it's like a uh, it's like a craps type of type of game. It's I, it's a game I made up, but it's basically it's a lot like craps. Um, just to get the effect across, instead of letting them roll their own dice, I went and bought big dice. 
So <laughs> when the game started, I put these on the table and made them roll these dice. And that was really cool. I mean, they, it, it, I, I tell you, every time I do that, everybody goes, oh, my God. It, like, hits home. It, it really drives it home. So that kind of stuff is, is definitely worthwhile, you know, bringing special – those little touches, those little prop touches are always they, – they always have an effect, trust me. And that's, that's the whole thing of the game. You want there to be an effect. And, of yeah. course, now, we did a previous episode with – about props at the gaming table with um, – Andre. Andre Krupa. Yes, yes. He, you can go back to that episode, of course, you know – after this one, and you know, read up, listen up more on that to what we've done for that effect. Yeah, oh, Andre is the master of this sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, and if oh, you guys, oh, hey, yes. hey, I'm I'm sorry, folks, if you're listening to this on on pure audio, this is a very visual episode. So yeah, uh, sorry, we we haven't been very friendly to that. Um, so oh. yeah, I'll be right back. I have to actually get my best prep I ever used. I'll be right back. Keep talking amongst yourselves. Okay. okay. Uh, talk, talk, talk amongst yourself. Yeah. Talk amongst yeah. yourself. Now, one of the things, uh, Peter. Yeah. One of the things that I use uh, in addition is I use a laser pointer. Uh, tables are tend to be rather large. People are always in the wrong spots around the table for what you want to do. And a lot of times, you, if you want someone to look exactly at a location, it's really awkward to try to lean over the table and point something or hold up a piece of paper that's now four feet away from the person you're talking to and point at a location. I find right. it's a lot easier to put the map on the table, take the laser pointer, point at something. It's also very useful if you want to do something which is kind of uh, where you're trying to instigate something. So what you can do is that you can go and uh, take a, a card and you can give it to somebody. They read the card and then use the laser pointer to highlight somebody they can't see that little dot on themselves. <laughs> Everybody else can. Everybody else is now in on it, and they're ready to go and support the person who's about to do the instigating, and the person who is got the dot on is totally clueless. And oh, I've funny. seen it work really, really well like that. Oh, it's yeah. uh, yeah, it, it's also really good for chasing animals away from the table if someone brings a dog or a cat, not at a convention. Well, I've seen it happen that too. Some people seem to think they should be able to bring their pets to conventions, but believe me, they'll run away from your table if you go and have give them a dot to chase after. <laughs> also works with also works with small children. Right, my daughter can chase dot around. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of my prop. Oh, your spider! Right. Oh yeah, Giant it's actually spider. National Geographic. Yeah, on the map, it was Giant Spider. Uh, National Geographic. Got this sucker, and it's uh, for kids. It's a great little prop I had. Uh, oh, you're talking about miniatures. One thing I did, I do, I, I don't use uh, standard miniatures. I use paper miniatures, and I got one of these things. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, top pops off. You open it up, or you can take top off, and it separates into two trays. And in there, I got, oh, you know, like, oh, see, see, like raptors from when you were running, being chased by raptors. <laughs> And on so, top, I and on top I keep the characters, so I actually can keep track of all the characters. So it's a so let me nice let me ask you this, John. Um, yep. Using the paper miniatures, so <clears throat> there are, you can go to Drive Through RPG um, and mm -hmm. RPG now, and, and I think there are like ten thousand different people who have paper miniatures that you can you can you can buy and print out. But right back in a second. 
Okay. That's, that's true. That's true, Peter. Right. There is certainly a plethora of them, and a lot of them are available for free. Yeah, yeah, that's right. True. You can get a lot of them for free. You could probably even just you don't even have to go to those. You can probably type in online, you know, uh, uh, paper miniatures, and you could probably find them free yeah. to download. Back up for this. And, that's my small box. You can also just, you can also just, just take a graphic and uh, <laughs> just shrink it down using PageMaker or some kind of device. Even Paint will allow you to shrink down a graphic. Now, okay, so here's and what use I'm going it as a figure. The, these are great figures because they're not expensive. You don't have to paint them. Uh, they get the job done. They totally get the job done. Um, where do you get the bases for them to stand them up, though? Oh, actually, unfortunately, uh, all the bases I got, I've gotten from older games. Okay. So, yeah, so uh, I had a small but vanishing, uh, you know, vanishing resource. However, Game Crafters makes bases. You just oh, buy blank bases in bulk. Okay. Oh, can you show. buy them in bulk? Yes, I do want to show off one thing I made, and that's this. It's feeling Frenchworthy. It's the miniature for Moscow. the uh, Moscovy. <laughs> okay. It's the scale for uh, for the one uh, the Savage World scale. So it's one inch is uh, two yards. So that's about the right size. <laughs> and of course, I have this is this is from uh, of course Steve Jackson's. They have a red dragon if I need one. Oh, okay. But this is a nice yeah. box. I mean, this box is big, as you can uh, see. It's huge. Yeah. Uh, Peter, uh, Noble Knight sells uh, disposable hero plastic stand-up bases. Noble Knight. Okay, great. Okay, yeah. that's a good resource. All right. It's uh, it's eight ninety five, and I'm not sure how many you get, but I'm sure you get quite a few. For eight ninety five, you get like a hundred of them or something. Yeah, yeah. He had 30. He had 30. Okay, that's fair. That's a good price. That's fair. Are they, are they the, the yeah. plastic bases? The clear plastic ones? Or the, yeah, uh, so they're, they're black. Oh, oh, so they're like... He said grabbing. As you can see, like these little bases. Oops, yeah, I'll them up. Okay. Yeah, this little bases, and the characters just fit. Do you have one on the character? Yeah. The character just fits right on it. Yep. As you can see. Yeah. Yeah. Now, nice, uh, nice the, ones, the ones that were originally available from, from uh, Steve Jackson games, they actually had another fold at the bottom. You were supposed to fold them in, cut them, and then overlap them, and they actually stood as a as a as a pyramid on their own base. They didn't require a base. Yeah, never worked well. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't. I, I don't trust. That. I like the bases better. Yeah. There's also uh, the okay. company that makes for, makes miniatures for. Um, they make them for. Um, Come on, John. Anyway, for Savage Worlds, they do them in the tr in the triangle shape. So the character okay. has got three sides and it stands up by itself. But it does mean you have to glue it to do it, or you can do like that, which is another one they did. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. And and again, of what course, if you're, you're going to print them, you probably want to print them out on cardstock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you, if you want a generic base, one of the easiest things to do. Uh, is just to simply go and uh, make just cut something out of a, a square plastic or um, a, a, some kind of uh, well, mostly a plastic. You cut them into the size that you're going to be using, either hexes or squares, and you put a little daub of uh, uh, a piece of double-sided tape on it, and then anything you stick put on that is going to stick, mm -hmm. and you yep. can just use that and reuse that as much as you want. 
And that way you don't have to worry about trying to slide them into a slot, which is the way most stand-up bases are made. Yeah. The other thing I did was I also used these little icons, and I mounted them on foam, adhesive foam uh, rubber you, you can get at the craft store. So oh, okay. Print them out, slapped them on, slapped them onto the adhesive foam, and then cut them up. Right, they don't have to stand up. Yeah. You just you lay them down like like you yeah. would a chair yeah. or something. Oh, I've got something. Better. Yeah, I've got something for for games. Just a second, let me get it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Peter, the source I usually use for the kind of bases I'm talking about are those plastic refrigerator magnets that people seem to give you by the ton. You go to any kind of a fair or something, and you mm -hmm. can cut those things up into little things. And if you have a metal surface, those things will just stick to them, and you just slide them around, and they they, they are more stable than anything else you can imagine. Now, you can turn them sideways and still on an angle, and you know, you, and you can do uh, make it easier for people to see it across the table because they're not looking across; they're looking at it on an angle. Like a three-quarters uh, isometric view. Now here's here's something um, real quick, Trav, and then and then I'll, I'll let you get up on here, because um, I just want to go over this board that I have. So the, the board that I held up, I, it's it's a metal board. So mm. as you can see, see the colored top colored ticks on here. Yeah. You yeah. could yeah. make it so that your enemies are all like black, and then you you get these colored ones, uh, which would be the players. So the player, you know, you're going to be blue tonight. You're going to be orange tonight, and you know, you can just move these around, real mm -hmm. simple. Uh, that's another alternative, which is what I bought these for. It didn't work out because um, I kept forgetting to buy enemy ones, um, and I, I really never figured out exactly how I was going to do it. Office Depot. Yes, you can get these Office Depot. They're pretty cool. I mean, they they're, they use the rare earth magnet. They stick really well. I mean, as you can see, I can, you know, it's not going anywhere. Okay. No. Oh, you go ahead. Go ahead, Trav. Uh, something that I have, and this is actually a friend of mine that makes these. You can get them from Dark Platypus Games, and I believe it's probably darkplatypusgames.com. A friend of mine named Andy Barlow made these things called Bendy Dungeon Walls. Oh, and there we so go. Hold them up a little higher, Trav. They are like this, and oh, wait a minute. Let's try a little higher. Higher. There, there we go. go. About where your and, face is. Yeah. There you, you go. Can, there you go. What the heck? Them. Oh. Okay. And also, I happen to have here, and I'm going to have to move my laptop in order to get the camera shot here. But basically, this will stay. <laughs> I'm on my couch in my living room here, folks. This is going to be kind of a trick. But if you can see that, how they lay on that, and that is magnetic-based grid it is dry erase so ah. you can draw out things and wipe it off and yet it has a magnetic base so if you have anything magnetic it'll stick to this it's got metal in the mm -hmm. the pad this is also from dark platypus games i don't it was a gift so i don't know how much it was oh i was gonna say how much that set you back yeah All well right. it was a birthday gift so yeah actually talking about dry erase uh i've been using uh, i've been using these markers by uh, expo uh, they actually have our eraser on the head by themselves. Oh, and I'm sorry, John. Go ahead and say that again. I, I had you blocked out. I'm so, okay. That's my fault. I've been yeah. I've been using these on uh, Expo uh, dry erase markers. Okay. They also have built-in eraser head. Oh, that's nice. Oh wow! 
And they also have, this is called the Expo Doctor. You get around here so you can read the label. The Expo Doctor, which is meant for those cases where they don't want to come off that well. It's basically, okay. uh, it's basically it's a, it's a uh, uh, solvent to, to get them off the off the off the ah. <laughs> But but also, like I said, hand sanitizer works well too because it has the same solvents in it. Okay. So the dry, so dry erase will get up, and also you can always use the old the old trick of you take your dry erase marker, you rub you rub it over where you want to remove, and then quickly wipe it off before it dries. Because the dry erase marker also is a solvent. So I'm a dark platypus games. Yeah. And. Uh... Yeah, I'm having, it's having some kind of JavaScript error. So I was going to look it up. It's there is a Dark Platypus Studio. It's called Dark Platypus Studios. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Dark-platypus.com. Um, but it's not letting me. It's not letting me look at. It. I was going to give you. I was going to give you guys a price right on the air, but I hmm. can't. So it, it maybe it's my Java reader, or maybe there's a problem with the website. I don't know. But anyway. Still platypus. Uh, oh, there it is. Darkplatypus.com. Huh? Yeah. Dot com. As I said, this is a friend of mine, Andy Barlow. Uh, I've known uh, his wife, Erica, is someone part of my old gaming group, so that's how I know Andy. And he makes these. And also, um, John, you remember when we did Bureau 13D20 and the guy that we called mm -hmm. to talk on the phone, Jerry Gentry? Jerry does miniatures yeah. for Dark Platypus. So I know these guys. This is the stuff they put out. It's useful. Uh, this, is, this is not good because I'm getting errors too. <laughs> yeah, they're having an issue with their website. Oh, my okay, for a, a, a oh, okay. So Bruce, you go, can go, go to Chrome. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I'm looking at so I, I I see a bunch of different things. There's a bag in the map. There's well, can, uh, can you go to uh, that? some giant eyeball. eyeball. Yeah, the uh, bendy. Yeah, well, what, what do you want me to do? Just uh, click on the magna map. Okay, I see it. I see it right here. Okay, bendy dungeon walls. What's? Do they have a price? And uh, I should, probably should just go to. Uh, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Check out. Let's go to check out. Bendy go ahead and talk about something else. I'll, I'll get. I'll get a price okay. if I can. All right. So. Um, Oh, there we go. You know, I can't think of any other other con hacks so much, you know, because I mean, you can only carry so much stuff in your in your uh, oh, right. backpack. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but if you're gonna bring a laptop, like 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 Trav was saying, yeah. you know, you might want to invest in buying an extension cord. Like um, like I, you know, got you guys know I do all my studio setup, so I have a bunch of extension cords I take with me. But I think if you're gonna have a laptop with you at a convention, I don't think it hurts to just bring your own extension cord. Just assume you're not going to have access to one and just bring it. Well, yeah, because you may not have time to go track down housekeeping and say, could you get this? Let's right. say, you know, for Gen Con, you're running across town a lot of times if you've ever been to downtown Indianapolis. You get there, and you may not have time to, you know, after you catch your breath, <laughs> to find housekeeping to get them to, and get it in the game. So, yeah, just bring your own. If you have a, a laptop bag with the laptop and the power cord, you can fit an extension cord in them. I've got one of the shoulder bags from Targis, and so you know. and get get one of those cheap brown ones. You know, I mean, they're yeah. thin; they don't take up much weight. You only you're yeah. only plugging a laptop into it. Oh, I actually found I found bendy walls on Pizio, and they're between the, well, they, there's a whole bunch of them, and they're between uh, forty bucks and fifty fifty three bucks. Okay, okay, for a set. For a set. Nice. Yeah. 
Um, and there's also uh, Stephen Porcamo's. Uh, um, oh, I know his name. I'm trying to think of his company. Dwarven Forge. Dwarven Forge has their new release of, uh, and they got another one, another Kickstarter coming up. Oh yeah, I've been seeing the blurbs to Kickstarter on my Facebook. Yep. And well, his his are awesome because they're this. Um, they're like Legos, you know. They're, they're like little squares, and you build your dungeon. You actually snap them together now. And he he was saying he was showing us they're so tough um, that he basically says, you know, I take it apart, I and I just slide them right into my bag, and then they jingle around in the back. I take them wherever I want. When I get to my location, I just pour them out onto the table and build my dungeon. And they, he said, you know, he's like he's like they can handle. It. You can beat you can beat them up all you want. He's like they're really really tough. So yeah, they're also, cool, but they are expensive. I mean, that's a way. I mean, they're they're awesome. I, there's nothing better. I don't I don't think, but yeah, they're wicked expensive. Yeah, I saw another yeah. one. Basically, it's it's, it's the if you're into that level of simulation. Yeah. What's that? If you're into that level of simulation. Right. Oh, I actually have a couple of friends. They used to work at a uh, game store in Albuquerque, and when they when the game store closed, they were able to pick up uh, the plast the plaster dungeon. Uh, walls, the ones that are like you know, hundreds of dollars a piece. There, I'll pick them up for like pennies on a dollar. Wow. And they have that to do well, a, I dungeon, have, I, I a have massive a, dungeon. Yeah, I have plastic uh, plaster dungeon wall molds, and I can make as many oh. wall pieces as I want. And it doesn't cost me anything. It's, I mean, <laughs> plaster is cheap, really cheap. Plaster Paris is cheap. Yeah. 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 There's also a company doing uh, d blue tiles. Basically, it's uh, they're they're small little tiles. They're like four by four, I believe, with the blue borders on, like you would see in the old old style dungeon, you know, D and D dungeons. But they're designed to fit together, tape together, all that good stuff, and you build dungeons that way. So mm -hmm. that's yeah, kickstarting for that. I see. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's there's also, and there are the papercraft dungeons. Do you see these on, on, on RPG Now? And these are the ones that you look at and go, okay, and I have to be an expert with an X-Acto knife to cut these things apart and then figure out from your instructions how to put them together. Right. I, have, I have one of the sample ones. I'm looking at going, I see the picture, and I see the laid out, the, the flat pack version of it. The flat pack version does not look like anything like that picture. No matter how much I... Put my my mind around it. I need instructions on how to fold and cut and tape and everything. Right, right. Yeah, they yeah. just need to do a how-to video on YouTube. Yeah. That's true. All these people that have crafty type products, I don't understand why they don't just have somebody put it together on camera and put it up on YouTube for free. I think they would probably improve their sales by a thousandfold because all I the people that are intimidated by those kinds of things would say, oh, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do. I haven't put together. I do have one thing. Uh, I, I don't want to bring it out, cause, but I, I backed this Kickstarter for a fold-out dollhouse. It's basically it folds up into a box about that thick, but you unfold it and assemble it. It's basically three stories tall. Hmm. It's all fold-up. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of using that for some adventure in the future. Okay. But, uh, yeah. All right, well, hey, let's, let's move on to something else, because we, we spent a lot of time on this. Oh, one yeah. other thing: if you if you're going to a con, most important thing is a GM. You should bring pencils. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. God, yes. Extra yeah. dice because maybe some people don't have dice. Yeah, what I what I did was, <laughs> I bought I bought a giant bag. I, I got like a big a big big dice bag, mm -hmm. and then I got I bought the pound of dice, and then I just dumped assorted dice in the bag. So I have a yeah. bunch of every kind of die, yeah. that, every kind of normal die. 
yeah. then I took a handful. I bought like a big box, like a like a you know I don't know twenty some pencils or whatever, the clicky pencils, and I just put those in the bag. So that bag has all the dice and pencils for players. So I set that out on a table. Um, so if anybody needs anything, they are covered. I don't make I don't make players bring anything to the table. Yeah. yeah. Also, if you if you do, if you if you want the players to invest themselves in the characters, especially the characters' appearance, print your character sheets out in black and white, and then give them colored pencils or crayons to color their own pictures in. There you go. It keeps them busy when they're not actually in the spotlight, and they end up with, usually with something that they really want to take home with them. Mm-hmm. Also, if if you if you play Savage Worlds or any game that requires markers. You don't need my care. A big poker set. This is called Poker to Go, and it, what it is, it's a minute. It's a collection of small poker chips. Oh, wow. Okay. I used that. I used that for a fate game. We used actually the fate game got to the point where we used up. No, it wasn't fate. It was um, it was actually another. It was a Japanese game, but we end up using every single chip in this box. Huh. And you can use it yeah. for Savage Worlds too. That's your Benny's. Yeah, yeah. And also go to your dollar store because you know where I found my dollar store. Uh, Penny stones for a dollar. Oh yeah. hundred of hundred of them for a dollar. You right. go to you go to your craft store. They charge you lots of money for those same penny stones. They're not the perfect penny stones, but they're penny stones. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move on to the next thing. Um, I have no idea what a penny stone. What's the next? Oh, you know, like a. The little glass beads. Glass beads, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. About the life markers? Yeah. 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 That's what he's meaning, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I call them Pente because you use them, because that's where I first saw them was in a Pente game. <laughs> Yo, brothers. This was the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. You know the drill. It's protected under the Creative Commons License 3.0. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucker, you best attribute this to the folks at TriTech Games. And if you don't, we'll be after your sorry butts, cause we're some bad mothers.